there, friends. Happy Friday. Welcome back to another episode of the Byword Show. So glad you're here and excited to talk about this one because every single December, I have this pet peeve that I just cannot keep to myself. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you why New Year's resolutions do not work and my tools and tips to help you set better goals and have a better year. So let me get a sip here. I've got my cute glass here today. There has honestly got to be a science. And I've talked about this before on social media, but drinking your drink in a cute cup somehow makes it taste a hundred times better. I don't know what it is, but um, if you feel me on that, like tag me in your cute drink cups, like cute mug, cute cups. I'm obsessed with these ribbed glasses. I don't know. I could go on and on. I'm obsessed. Actually, I tried to talk Christopher into getting these glasses. If you're watching the video on Spotify or YouTube, you, you'll be able to see what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, so I was trying to explain to Christopher, I really want cute glasses. And he was like, I don't see the need. That's just really unnecessary, whatever. So we get them and it's all he drinks out of now. I totally converted him and he understands now there is something to it. That was a little tangent side note for free. Let me have a sip and let's get into it. Okay. So here's the thing. First of all, screenshot, share this episode. Let me know you're here. Tag me in your cute cups. And then let's dive into this because like I said, every single year, December and January roll around and we've got people talking about their new year's resolutions. What are they going to do differently in the new year? We've got stuff like, I don't know, what are some of, I should have Googled the top New Year's resolutions. Let me do that real quick. Top New Year's resolutions. Let's see. Exercise more, lose weight, get organized, learn a new skill or hobby, save money, quit smoking, spend more time with family and friends. The list goes on. I myself have had some of those goals, getting more organized, exercising more. Uh, gosh, what are some other goals that I've had in the past few years? Saving money, being better about money, that kind of thing. It seems to be just the trend of people wanting to change their behaviors. And so the reason this is a pet peeve of mine is because if you've listened to my Mindset 101 episode, you've already got the whole deep dive on this. But we miss a huge key in this. And the reason that so many New Year's resolutions fail is because we're trying to modify behaviors. But if you're familiar with the model that I've shared before, I'll just break it down really quick. So first we've got our thoughts. Everything originates in our thoughts. Thoughts can be triggered from external or internal things, um, motivated by opinions of others or previous thoughts that we've had or whatever, like our quote default settings are that I like to call them, like the things that we typically think about, you know, it, it starts this progression where in our minds, we start thinking and believing certain things from there, our thoughts motivate feelings or they initiate this process of feelings. So if I'm thinking about, I use this example, it's a silly example, but if I start thinking about those Chick-fil-A nuggets and waffle fries, a little bit of Chick-fil-A sauce, the strips actually, I should say, because in my opinion, the strips are better. I know it's controversial, but if I start thinking about this, I might start feeling a little bit hungry. I might start craving Chick-fil-A. And then what happens next in the progression is my words start to reflect what I am feeling and then desiring. So we've got our thoughts. They initiate feelings. 
which trigger our desires and words. So the first three in this progression, thoughts, feelings, and desires, those are the internal things that really dig these. How do I explain? Okay. So have you ever thought about being in a rut or heard that expression? It's true in our minds because we have these neural pathways that are formed. I could honestly geek out about this, but let me keep it really simple and surface level because that's not why we're here. (laughs) Um, So we have these thought processes, right? And what I was saying about default settings is we typically have these paths that we go through, these processes that we go through, these thought processes that have become familiar or even subconscious, like an autopilot for us. So if you think about Dr. Caroline Leaf puts it this way. Um, If you see a path in the woods, if you walk that path over and over, it's going to get really worn down because it's the path that you travel the most. And getting stuck in a rut would be, that is the only path you can walk because it's so well-worn. It's so comfortable. It's so familiar. And it's really hard to make new habits or change behaviors because it requires forming an entirely new path. So those first three thoughts, feelings, desires trigger that process on the inside. And then the last three in the progression, which are words, actions, and overall behavior, those are the external manifestations of what's going on beneath the surface. So words, a lot of the time we say things like, have you ever said something and then thought, I don't even know why I just said that. (laughs) Like it just came out. I don't know why I said that. It could be while you're angry. It could be while you're hungry. It could be while you're tired. It could be while you're sad. Like our words really reflect, and this is even biblical. The word talks about how out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Our words are a reflection, whether we realize it or not, of what we're thinking about, what we're feeling, and what we believe to be true based on those paths that we've worn down in our mind. So from words, we start acting on these things. And this is where it gets a little tricky because this is the step of the process where most people try to make changes. And this is why New Year's resolutions, in my opinion, do not work because we are trying to modify an overall behavior without tracing it all the way back to the root that's actually triggering this entire process to to begin with, right? So the issue that we see is with these goals, I want to lose weight. I want to save money. I want to exercise more. I want to spend more time with family or whatever it may be. Those are great goals, right? Like whatever your goal is, that's amazing. It's good to have intentions for the new year. It's good to have a plan. It's good to have a direction that you want to go in, but healthy habits and starting new goals or new, like these resolutions they cannot hold their weight against an unhealthy or a toxic or negative mindset. And what I mean by that is, let's take the, I want to eat better, for example. This is a goal that I've had for so long and it's an ongoing thing. And it's something that I've struggled with in the past because when I started to have this goal, and you guys know that I've had an eating disorder background. And so that's its own facet of the issue for me. But this is a goal that's a pretty uh, common one, right? Like there are a lot of people who are like, oh, I need to eat healthier. But I would challenge you when you're thinking about your resolutions or goals, like whatever time of the year that you're listening to this or thinking about this, ask yourself why. What is motivating you to want to make that change in your life? And this is where it's really important to trace it all the way back to those root thoughts. Like what are you thinking and believing about yourself that's making you want to change those actions? So let's, for instance, this, I want to eat better example. Why do you want to eat better? 
Is it because you feel shame about the way that you look in your body? Do you feel like you're not good enough until you are eating a certain way or you feel like in order to be a more successful or happier or fill in the blank person, you need to eat like this person or have healthy habits like this plan that you keep seeing on Instagram. Those kinds of things and motivations will set you up for failure most of the time because that is not enough. Like Shame is never going to motivate somebody enough to make lasting changes because it's a cycle that you can't get out of unless you get rid of the shame. And so we've got to get out of the cycle because no matter what the goal is, like it could be, I want to wake up at 5.30 a.m. every day. Why? Why do you want to do that? Is because you saw an influencer saying that that's how she's living her best life or that's her productivity routine or whatever it may be, because that's great. And if that's really true to you, then do it. If that's a motivation that will stick for you, do it. Great. That could be a really successful and beneficial new goal and rhythm for you to implement. However, if you are making decisions or forming goals or setting resolutions or intentions for the new year that are based on comparison, shame, the opinions of others, fear even, it's not going to be enough to sustain you long-term because it's going to be about these feelings that I'm not a good, I'm not good enough until I get here. I'm not going to be accepted until I get here. I'm not going to be happy until I get here, loved until I get here, fill in the blank. Okay. It's not going to work. It's going to, it's just not going to be enough to keep you motivated when life happens, when things get hard or when you're just not feeling it. Because let's be honest, come January 2nd, 3rd, 4th, February, March, April, whatever, there are going to be days where you're just not feeling it. And your motivation has to be deep enough to keep you committed to the goal if it's something that you really want to see through. And so let's talk about some things that can help you rework this process. Because if you are a New Year's resolution person, I hope that I haven't totally defeated you or like made you feel discouraged and want to give up on it. Don't do that. It's so good. I'm all for setting intentions. In fact, next week on December 10th, 2022, I'm going to be hosting a ByWords vision workshop. It's all going to be virtual. It's going to be me and some of my favorite people in the world. We've got Taylor Kanigowski, Sarah Nicole Yoga, my friend Darby Jillick as well coming. And we're just going to sit down and have a time of rest and reflection to look back on this year, figure out what went well, figure out what wasn't great, get in alignment and set some intentions to set us up for an incredible 2023. I hope you can be there. I will link it in the description below. But it's going to be amazing. And the best part about it is 100% of the profits are going to go to support Hope Local, which is the organization that my friend Chelsea Reedland, who was on our podcast recently, um, it's, it's her organization where they really advocate for foster care children, vulnerable children in DFW. It's amazing. So anyway, this event is going to support them. It's only $20. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be so much fun. I honestly cannot wait and I would love to see you there. So I will link that for you. Um, anyway, with that in mind, here are some practical things that I'm excited to share more about in the workshop and that have really helped me through the years as I've started processing through, okay, why do I actually want to change this about myself? So first of all, it's so important. I mean, I feel like I really cannot talk about goal setting without talking about mindset and getting a vision for your life. Because like I said, in that example of eating better, your mindset is going to be what supports the entire progression that ends up in your overall behavior. So if you want to change your behavior, if you want to change your actions and your habits, 
you've got to change your thoughts. I think it's, uh, gosh, I don't even know who says it, so I'm not going to try to remember, but it's this quote that says, if you change your thoughts, you can change your life. It's so true because it will trigger the entire process that will make a lasting change for you. So adopting a proactive mindset is key. And what I mean by proactive mindset is just thinking about thinking about what you're thinking about <laughs> before you get to the point where you've got this huge rut, like that well-worn path of negative mind, mindset, fear-based mindset, shame, comparison, all of those things that are really icky and not going to get you towards where you want to be in life or help you become the person that you want to be. We've got to get rid of those. We've got to deal with those. It can look different for every single person. However you process that, however you want to go about that is great. Some things that really help me are just getting still and either journaling or processing with a friend or a counselor or a mentor and talking through the things that I think about. Like, what, what do you think about a lot? What do you catch yourself saying a lot? What do you spend most of your energy doing right now currently? And is that lining up or supporting you becoming who you really want to be? And that kind of gets us back to the vision piece is your goals, your intentions, your habits, your New Year's resolutions. If they are going to be something that's a long-term, successful, sustainable thing, they've got to support your overall vision for your life. So when we're talking about proactive mindset, this is just setting yourself up for success in your mind. So think about what you, who you want to be, what you want to do, and then start doing things to help yourself think about those things rather than maybe the negative or toxic things that we sometimes deal with. Let me try to break this down. For me, I tend to be somebody who can easily focus on the negative. And I hate that I do this, but I feel like it's maybe just a human nature thing. It's so easy for us to point out what's going wrong, what's not right, what we're missing, what we wish was different. And the more that we think about those things, the easier it is for us to notice that. Like that just comes to the forefront, right? Whatever you spend most of your energy thinking about, that's what's going to be at the forefront of your mind. And I talked about this in my things I learned in therapy episode, but this idea of confirmation bias, where your brain, your mind is actually working for you to find evidence to support the things that you believe are true. So if I believe I'm not good enough, people don't like me, my brain is constantly going to be seeking out scenarios or evidence in my day-to-day -day life that affirm this belief about myself. It can work both ways, whether it's a positive or a negative. So I could think that nobody likes me. I could think everybody likes me. And then my brain's going to be looking for all the ways that people around me just think I'm amazing. You know what I mean? So this is what I mean by proactive mindset. It's just, okay, first of all, let's get some awareness. What am I spending my time thinking about? What am I talking about? And are those the things that really line up with who I want to be? Because if not, we need to make some changes there. And some ways that you can make those changes are positive affirmations or learning the truth about you. If you are somebody who really struggles with self-criticism or negativity, get some positivity in your life by like, here's some things that have helped me. Memorizing scripture that says the truth about me and about my circumstances and my relationships or my money or whatever it may be. Speak those things over my life because we, faith comes by hearing. That's what the Bible says. Faith comes by hearing. So sometimes you actually have to hear yourself, speak it out, speak it over your life. Because the more that you speak truth, the more it kind of gets ingrained in your mind. And like I said, in the beginning, everything does start in our thoughts, but thoughts are always triggered by something. So if you start focusing on positive things, 
focus on gratitude. You could do a gratitude journal, a gratitude list. Um, start celebrating more in prayer, just thanking God for all the good in your life. Because the more you focus on the good, the more good that you'll notice. Like the more that you're thankful for, the more that you will find to be thankful for. It's so amazing. It's like this magic thing, gratitude. Who would have thought, right? And I know it can be kind of cliche, but truly it makes such a huge difference. So I would highly recommend that. So journaling, figure out the truth about you. Focus on what you're grateful for. These are all things that support a proactive mindset. And the biggest piece of this, why it's important to have a proactive mindset is because you don't want to wait until you're in a downward spiral of negative thoughts to realize that something needs to change. So the more that you do proactively, the better you can support yourself when those moments come. Because like I said, there are going to be hard days. There are going to be days when you're hard on yourself. There are going to be days where you just feel awful and you just want to give up. But the more that you've done on the proactive side to support yourself, the easier it will be to get back to truth, the easier it will be to come back to focusing on the good things. And so that's why I really emphasize that proactive side of things. Okay. So now we've got a proactive mindset. That's step one, or just focusing on mindset. I would say just getting that basic awareness of where you're currently at. Once you've got that awareness and you're more, uh, you, you like know more about your thought processes, then you can start to think through your vision for your life. And this is where it gets so fun because you get to dream as far, as wide, as big as you want to. And it's amazing because I think once you give yourself space to dream, that's where the magic happens. I think so often as women, we almost don't even let ourselves get to that point because we, we either talk ourselves out of it or come up with all the reasons why it's not going to work. And we don't even give ourselves a chance to, you know, like think about hypothetically, what if I did this or what would this look like? I, or I catch myself doing this a lot. Oh, it wouldn't work. We don't have the money for that. We don't have time for that. It wouldn't work. It just doesn't make sense for this season of life. It's okay. It's not like you're committing to do something right now. Just let yourself go to that place. Dream of what, what would be fun? Like, I think a big piece of this is just that self-awareness. I feel like so many women, and I've been there as well, we don't know ourselves because we're too afraid or we don't have time. We don't make time to dream, to dream with the Lord or to think about what actually makes us come alive, what makes us feel purposeful and fulfilled in life, because those are the key things that will point us in the right direction. Those things will be the indicators of, or like they'll, they'll show us the goals that we need to set. They'll show us the new year's resolutions or the intentions that we need to set to get us closer to who we want to be and who are we, we're becoming. Because if we don't know ourselves, then we're just going to be running around in circles. Honestly, my counselor and I had a conversation not too long ago about this. And I, just needed a bit more self-awareness because I felt like I was so exhausted pursuing this, this thing, this certain situation where I just felt like I could not win. And she just asked me, is this something that you even actually want? Or is it more about just accomplishing the thing and saying that you've been successful at it? And I just had to sit there and think, okay, wow. Yeah. I guess overall the goal for my life, the big vision for my life, this really isn't important to the end goal for me, like of who I want to be and what I want to do with my life. So I don't know why I was spending so much time chasing after this thing that in the end really wasn't going to make that much of a difference when it comes to my overall purpose and desire for my life and who I want to be. And she gave this example of running on a treadmill. And we hear this sometimes when it comes to getting in cycles, but she was talking about how so often we get on this treadmill 
and we're just chasing after this thing. And we're not aware enough to know that it's, we're not in the right spot. We're not running the right race. We're not in the right lane. And so this machine, it starts to break down because it's no longer working for us. But if we aren't aware of it, then what we're going to keep doing is when that treadmill stops turning, we are going to manually kick and scream and keep it rolling as much as we can. And that's what burns us out because we're expending so much energy trying to keep something rolling that in the end isn't even for us. It's not the right thing. And so I think sometimes we pick these goals or new year's resolutions that sound good, or it's like, Oh yeah, I want to wake up at 5 30 AM, do my affirmations, do yoga every single day, or drink a green juice every morning and all these things that sound good. But does that even fit the goal that you have for your life? Like, is that even supporting the person that you want to be long-term? It can be good things. There's so many good things that we can do, good goals we can set, but are they the right things for you? And so I think you should ask yourself a couple of questions. One being, why am I doing this? Why? Get that self-awareness. Why do I care about this goal? Is it even the right one for me? And then also, who are you doing it for? Which kind of that goes hand in hand. And it's so important to think through that because you don't want to be setting goals based on the approval of others or comparison or what's working for somebody else. Like it might work for you, but is it the right thing for you? So ask yourself that, who are you doing it for? And then ask yourself, what's going to be different about me or my life once I've accomplished or implemented this thing? And I think that's a good question to ask ourselves because if we can get ourselves into the future thinking and visualizing, okay, if I start eating better, what's going to be different about my life? Or if I start waking up at 5.30 a.m. We can just use that example again. If I start waking up super early every day, what is my life going to look like? Is it going to be a change that I actually will care to have long-term? Like, or does it not matter that much to me? So put yourself forward. Like if you start implementing these goals and habits, is the person you're going to be two months from now, five, six months from now, someone that you're going to be excited to be? Or is it something where you're like, okay, that's great, but it's not like the main point for me. So just start thinking ahead and grow that awareness. And if it's not aligned with who you want to be, or if you don't really know who you want to be, take some time to get to know yourself. Ask yourself questions like, who do I want to be? What do I want to be known for? How do I want to be described by the people in my world? Um, what, what do I want to accomplish? What really makes me feel fulfilled or satisfied or like I'm doing something purposeful with my life? Those are the kinds of things that you should be setting goals that will support. Because if you're just setting goals because it looks good or sounds good, or it works for somebody else, you're going to be creating a life that's for somebody else, you know? So you want to create a life that is beautiful and fulfilling and exciting to you. So it doesn't matter what anybody else says. Like I could give you a list of a hundred goals that would be great for anybody to do, but if it's not going to support who you actually want to be and what you want to accomplish in your life, it does it's, it's not going to matter. Okay. So it's so important to get to know yourself, set goals that support your overall vision. And then from there, take action. What tiny steps can you take to break it down to a day-to-day basis, like walking it out? So for instance, I use this example a lot. When I was writing my book, Waking Up, Living Open, writing a book is a big project, right? So I wanted to write this book one year and it was a big goal. And in order to actually accomplish it, what I needed to do was break it down into bite-sized pieces. And so if I said, okay, I want to have this book done, written, start to finish in six months. Okay. So from there, how many chapters would I need to write a month in order to make that happen? 
Okay. So how many chapters in a week would I need to write to make that happen? And then just breaking it down into weekly or even daily goals to where it's like, okay, if you do want to eat better this year, if it's, if it's a goal for you in the new year to nourish your body well, what's one tiny thing you can do every day? Okay. You want to sleep better. In the next six months, you want to have a way better sleep routine. Okay, so how can you break that down to a monthly, weekly, or daily goal? Could you stop scrolling at night and maybe read instead? That's my personal preference and opinion. I think everybody should do that. Um, could you make yourself a cup of tea or like implement a really fun self-care night or nighttime routine? Um could you go to bed at the same time every day? You know, like what are little practical things that are easy to do on a day-to-day basis? but our consistent movement toward the person that you actually want to become. It doesn't have to be this huge overhaul of your whole life. I mean, sometimes we need to do that, right? But it doesn't have to be so complicated. I feel like this has been such a huge theme. It keeps coming up for me in my life and in so many conversations as I've had, conversations I've had here on the podcast as well as just in life with friends. But simplifying the process, we make it so hard for ourselves sometimes, and I don't know why. Like, It doesn't have to be so hard. It can be very simple. Like, If you want to start working on being more positive and grateful in your life, start a gratitude journal where before bed, you write down one thing that you are happy about that day or one thing that you're grateful for. Like, Make it so easy for yourself. I had a coach one time who said, when you set goals, make it so easy for yourself to take off the box that you could do it even on your worst day. So like, even if I was sick in bed, maybe not sick, I know that's kind of like hit or miss, but if you're having a really hard day mentally, or if you're just having a crazy day where your schedule is just thrown out the window and everything is crazy, could you still achieve your goal of drinking eight glasses of water a day? Could you still achieve your goal of spending 30 minutes in prayer or spending uninterrupted time with your kids? Make it something that is so consistent where even if it's not perfect because it's not about being perfect. Here's my biggest thing with goals that I've learned in the last few years. It's not about being perfect. It's not even about checking it off the box because honestly, if your goal is about getting to the end and being done with it, what was the point? Like, what is the point of those goals? And I mean, sometimes, yes, there are bucket list things or cool goals like running a marathon or going to a certain event. Like those are cool goals, but what I'm talking about is more like habits and things that you want to change in your life overall that will support the person in the life that you want to build or become. And so those things are never about checking a box. It's never about getting to a finish line and being done with it. Because if it is, then what's the point of even setting the goal or intention in the first place? I think for us goals and Jefferson Bethke talks about this in his book to hell with the hustle, which I'd highly recommend. He has such a good point about not looking at goals or habits as something like this, where it's, you're getting to the end and then you're done. He talks about it as formations. That's the language he uses that instead of just setting a goal, you're setting an intention that's going to be something that's implemented into your life long-term. And for me, that just gave me a good perspective on goal setting because it's true. Like, why would I want to set a goal that's temporary for my life? And again, there are times when there is something that's a specific event or thing that is going to be one and done. But overall, I want my goals to be long-term. I don't want to just eat healthy for a year and be like, okay, what's my next year's resolution going to be? And and then I'll be done with eating healthy. I'm not going to focus so much on good sleep or being a community or whatever it might be. We want to make changes that are sustainable. And that will really help us become and support 
who we want to be and the life that we want to lead and the community and families that we want to have. And so that's my beef with new year's resolutions, because I think we've gotten away from the self-awareness and even the, the intention behind why we even want to create new habits. Like what's the point of a new year's resolution? You're setting intention for a new year, a new season. You want to grow. You want to change. You want to become healthier, stronger, wiser, more involved in community, more happy and grateful in your life, whatever it may be. That's why, right? Because we have this clean slate, a fresh start, and it's a cool opportunity to set intentions that will help us again, move forward and become the better versions of ourselves that we want to be. Right. So anyway, I feel like I'm just beating a dead horse now because truly it's pretty simple at this point, but to recap, get that self-awareness, sit down with yourself before the new year and think about why you have these goals. What's important to you? Who do you want to be? And then set goals that support that. And with that, come to the vision workshop. It's going to be a time where we are fleshing this out. Like if you need space before the new year to actually sit down and carve out the time to ask yourself those questions. And I mean, we're even going to be doing yoga, like come and chill with me because I feel like we all just need (laughs) a breath, a reset, like a little bit of a, (sighs) before we get into the new year. And that's exactly what we're going to do. It's going to be so much fun. So if you have questions about this kind of thing, come and talk to me. I also do the purpose sessions, which is a one-on-one where you and I get to sit down and flesh it out together. I think it's so fun to brainstorm these ideas with women because I think sometimes we just need people to ask us those hard questions that we either don't think of or don't make time to ask ourselves. So that's what I love to do. That's what I'm all about. Hopefully you guys know it by now, but I am really excited for the new year. I think it's going to be a really good year at least I'm hoping. I mean, this last year has been kind of a mess for me personally, maybe for you too, but I have so much hope going into the new year that it's going to be amazing. So do what you need to do to set your intentions for the new year. And just to love yourself, be patient with yourself, give yourself so much grace in the process because there are going to be hard days. But if you have an overall vision for your life, you can keep moving forward even when it's hard. Um, yeah, that's pretty much my bit on that. So cheers to a good new year coming and all the good things that are to come. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to tune into another episode of the ByWords show. I love having you here and I'm so thankful for your support. Don't forget to share a screenshot of this episode to let me know you were here. I can't wait to talk again soon, but in the meantime, be sure to come hang out with me on Instagram and remember I am cheering you on.